Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Book Journeys Radio. I am super excited to have today on the call Sally Selton, author of If I'm So Smart, Why Can't I Get Rid of This Clutter? Sally, hello. Hi, Angela. Thanks for having me. This is going to be great. Yay, I'm so glad you're here. Well, Sally and I, uh, full disclosure, we have worked closely on her book. She is published by um, Journey Girl Publishing, and um, she is part of the If I'm So Smart, Why Can't I book series, um, which I'm actually working on my book, If I'm So Smart, Why Can't I Write a Book right now. And um, <laughs> hope, I know, right? It's a little meta. Um, but um, so part of why I decided to... Um, do this radio show is that I find, um, even though I've written books before, they have not been in this genre. And I've written academic, much more academic books. And what I've found is there are a bunch of experiences as a first-time author that I'm having that when I talk to other authors, they have the same things their first time. So what we try and do every week on Book Journeys Radio is just kind of spread some spread some light on the journey of writing your first book from the idea when you're in that sort of dream-like, you know, dreaming and scheming and it sounds like an awesome idea through the the hero's journey of the hard slog of actually getting your book written and published until the moment when you are holding your book in your hands. And so I know you, um, if I'm so smart, why can't I get rid of this clutter, wasn't your first book. Um, so you might have to do some thinking back. But um, but what I really want to talk about is that first that first book journey that you made. And... Um, and I guess why don't you tell us about about that book or or whichever book you want to you know, think about and uh, what you wish you knew before you wrote that book. Um, there are two books. One is Stepping Stones to Success, and the other is GPS for Success. Both were with Insight Publishing, and it was for me. Um, a creating a foundation for becoming an author. And what I was asked to do was to include a chapter into this book, and uh, I came up with, uh, alongside Stephen Covey and Deepak Chopra and... Um, Dr. John Gray and Les Brown, uh, Jack Canfield, and Dennis uh, Waitley. And my primary thought was this was for marketing purposes. This was for me to submit something that I had written and, Angela, they took it from there publishing the whole thing. Mm. It was seamless. It was absolutely seamless. A chapter, writing a chapter, is very different from what you asked me to do, a whole book. And when I was, when you asked me to do the whole book, um, I remember you, I said, well, Angela, what's the time frame here? 
And you said, four months. And I <laughs> just about <laughs> fell off my chair. And I said, no, wait a minute, Sally. Four months. Let's see. And then you said it's about 60,000 words. And, of course, I was going, holy, you know what. And, I, again, think of what you already know instead of having to redo and recreate. So my first thought was I'm going to copy and paste everything I ever spoke about or wrote about and put it together and come up mm-hmm. with how, how many words do I actually have. And Already came, written. Yeah, already written. Mm-hmm. Already there because we already knew what the subject line was. It was mm-hmm. a clutter. So I already knew that. So I gathered all the material the past seven years that I've done this and cut and pasted everything just pasted it, and then hit word count. And I was up to 30,000 words. So I emailed you back and said, game on. Okay, I can can do do it. (laughs) We can do this. If I've already got 30,000 words, so expand on that. Well, and, you know, I think people would be surprised, especially um, people who speak, um, because if you've already got some speeches that you've put together, you know, the different things I think that even sometimes um, certainly people that blog and even, you know, people who write long emails, mm-hmm. a lot of times there are treasure troves in your outgoing email. Totally. And um, what, I like to, what I like to tell people is exactly that. Whenever possible, go grab content that you've already written because you took a bunch of time to write it once. Fitting yeah. it into an outline or a structure is a lot easier than, uh, you know, defeating the blank page. Right. And I think one of the places people get stuck on their first book journey is really narrowing down their topic. Yeah. And in your case, because you were actually, you know, commissioned to write this book, yeah. you you were kind of given a given a sandbox to play in. Exactly. Um, do you think, uh, in your case, were there other were there other ideas for books that you were playing with, or were you thinking about writing something different, and this helped you narrow that down? Or well, actually, um, it's how did that it's, work for you? It's interesting because it was two years ago that I was on the radio, and. It happened to be New Year's, and everybody calls in with what their New Year's resolutions are. Over and over and over I hear, I want to simplify my life. I want to get rid of the clutter. I want a new new relationship to brew. I want a new job. And I think it was the, I want more time in my life. I want to simplify, and I want to get rid of the clutter that hit me. I'm not a hoarder. I'm not a collector. But what I do know is how to chunk something out in steps to make it work. So what I did on that show, I said, hear me now. I am committing to decluttering for 365 days. I will blog my wins 
my struggles, and even what I'm procrastinating on. I will give you tips, resources throughout, and I will show you how to do your entire house, attic, basement, garage, whatever shed you have, and make this work. And that's what I did. And so when you contacted me, basically, I had the format ready. Mm, interesting. Funny how things line up like that, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. So, exactly. Um, so I know we've talked about the fact that about at least half of your book, not that it was written because obviously you still had a lot of work to do on it, but you at least had a foundation for about half of it. What about yep. the other half? Did writer's block ever come up for you when you were writing stuff for the first time? Um, the writer's block was my inner critic. I think we all at some point have an inner cr- critic that um, comes to light. Whenever it did show up, that writer's block, I wrote from my own experiences and those of my clients. So basically, I um, I didn't get it, but I did get that that inner critic saying, who are you, can you measure up uh, to everybody else out there? And so I, I, this comes up on almost every radio show I do and in many of my coaching sessions, the who are you to write this book phenomenon. Uh-huh. Um, and how did you answer that for yourself? Um, I sat back and I said, okay, let's, Let's look at what's real here. Let's look at what you what you have done. And I'm a very visual and tactile person, so it made sense for me to list it and then see it and read it out loud. I was affirming Ooh, that myself. That sounds powerful. Mm. I was affirming myself. Interesting. I and, had to see the um, words. And so... What um, what what were what were those what, what did you write down that gave you that confidence what what types of credentials because obviously we know one of them is probably that you had gotten this chapter in a book with some pretty yep. in, influential and inspirational people yeah so what were some of the other things that made you think I used to say when I was writing my first book um, which like I said it was academic but I used to always say I have no reason to believe that I can do this. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm doing it. I'm very mm-hmm. curious to see the outcome, but there's mm-hmm. nothing in my history that makes me think I know how to do this. Right. So what was it that made you believe you could do it? Um, I've always been told that my writing style is an easy read. It comes from the heart. It is not um, not eloquent by any means. But it touches people, and my descriptions touch people. And my sisters always said, Dad will be so proud of you because you were writing just like he would. Mm. So I had that, but I also said, wait a minute, you do measure up. You've done a radio show for six years. 
you have over a half million people subscribing. So don't Ow. think for a second that people aren't listening. And that was powerful for me. Absolutely. And what, um, when you were thinking about writing your book, one mm-hmm. of the things that I, um, we talked about what do you wish you knew before you wrote your book, and one of the things that comes up a lot when I ask that question is I wish I knew that writing the book was um, kind of the tip of the iceberg and that promoting it and the marketing around it was much bigger. Oh, was that absolutely. something that you were aware of, and what has marketing been like for you since your book came out? I wished I knew before I wrote the book the intricacies and the secrets to a launch. Mm. I hired somebody to do the launch for me, and it was worth every penny. The mistake I made was not keeping the analytic tracking of when they were bought in Amazon. I wished I had done that. I will absolutely do that next time. Mm. That would have been important. Um, the and other, so, and I'll just stop you there before you jump to the next point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Go ahead. Are you um, are you comfortable sharing? I I know this, but I don't want to say it. Are you comfortable with sharing who did your launch and what that included? Because I think people would be interested oh, in that, and also they might not even realize that's something they need to be thinking about, budgeting for that sort of stuff. Absolutely. Um, The person that did my launch was Denise Casino, and she is in Colorado. She has had a relationship with me for years in that I help promote her books that she pitches for people on my radio show. Ah. So it's been a win-win situation. She has in her bailiwick a group of authors that have said, I would love to partner with whomever Denise works with. So here here she has a list already mm. created to partner with. Wow. So that made it very appealing. The other thing was she told me exactly what I needed to do week by week in a set form. I mean, she had that list. She said, I want this by this date, this date, this date, this date. And I got that before I even signed the contract. So I knew what I was up against. And did that, just in terms of volume, did that seem like a lot of work? No, no, and, and you the way have to... it was chunked down. I know you're the master of chunking things down. So the way it was chunked down, it seemed like okay, I'm going to spend what a couple hours a week. Oh, it was so it was so totally doable, so yeah. totally doable. What she did was I gave her all the names of those people I wanted to have as partners. Then what we did was. I said, this is the look I want, these are the colors I want, this is the text I want. 
What am I missing? From there, she showed me the secrets into Amazon. She said, this is what you need to do to get this, um, this category. This is what you need to do to um, improve your ranks in Amazon. I mean, she has it down to a science. Mm. Down to a science. So and, when this and was so all, people want to find Denise. It's Casino. How do you spell that? Denise Casino. Uh, C A S I N O. That's just like the gambling place. Yep. Yep. Denise Casino, and please use my name. She would be happy to work with you. She's been, she has done, she's done has over five hundred launches. Wow. Yeah. Um, well, your your launch was definitely impressive, and your sales have been impressive. How do you think they would have been different if you didn't work with Denise? Do you think it was she doubled your sales, or? Um, I think of it more as time. What time oh, okay. do I have to commit to doing a launch? Mm-hmm. Um, if you are going to do your own launch, what part of your business are you not doing? What part of your revenue are you not getting? You have to mm-hmm. think. You have to think of of your time as what are you doing in one arena and what are you not doing in the other? What are you substituting with that amount of time? Mm. And did you continue through your whole book promotion? Have you continued to work with clients, have your radio show, do yep. all those other aspects Absolutely. of your business? Absolutely. Yeah. And obviously that wouldn't necessarily be a decision that everyone would make. No, not at all. Um, Not at all. You can do it. You can totally do this yourself. But I knew I didn't have the time, nor did I want to spend hours um, tracking, locating, and doing all the particulars that need to happen. I see. Okay, so what advice would you give to somebody who right now is working on their book, they are thinking marketing is not something that they need to worry about, and their main concern is writing an awesome book. Mm -hmm. Um, They have things they want to say, they want to write an awesome book, but they feel like marketing is going to sort of take care of itself. They'll post it on Facebook, they'll tell their friends and family, that sort of thing, but it's not something they're focused on now. What would you what would you and tell that's them? What great. kind of advice would you give? That's absolutely great. I would use as much social media as you can. Set up with Twitter and Facebook, especially Twitter, schedule the announcements of when this book is coming out. But also give tips. Give something Hmm. to keep the curiosity going. Did you know that? Um, Whatever it is. 
give tips, send it so they it makes them curious. You want to start building a relationship with people on Twitter as well as on Facebook because those people will be more than likely um, either downloading your book or buying it. Mm-hmm. So you want to build in curiosity. And you've also used the media to help with that. How have you done that? Big time. Um, I set up that I wanted to do three cable shows a month and three book signings a month. And what I did was I said, okay, I am going to do a cable show in one town, and I'm going to speak at the library the same day. So I did two for one. I'm not going to go to the same place twice. I'm going to package them together. So in the cable show, I was able to say, you know, your library has two free copies of which I donated, and that's another thing. Always donate books to your library. Nice. Always donate. One of the first book signings I did, um, we had registered uh, 33 people, and (laughs) I told you this, Angela, 116 people walked through the door. Wow. And my first thought to everybody is I said to them, what's in the water? What is in the water? Everybody's got quarter. This is a riot. Mm-hmm. Three people signed up and 116 walked in. Wow. And what I did was the media, the media I used as here's an opportunity to bring your steamer trunk, your backpacks, whatever it is that you want to unload and learn how to do it and how to do it with a positive effect and have total success. Mm. So I didn't go, this is what you're going to learn. I put a real positive spin on the benefit and that it can be successful by using small, small steps. Small steps, and I think that is as true for clutter as it is for um, getting to completion of your first book and marketing it in the world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, So what for you best thing to come out of having your own book? Um, Credibility, authorship, and building a, a better platform. So let's break those down a little. How has the how is the credibility and and by that I take it the credibility has helped you because people are finding you or when people find you they find you more trustworthy. What what is that? Break that down for me a little bit. Um credibility also is you are now an author. I started with doing the chapter which brought me the name author, whatever that is in that world, uh-huh. um, and it, sometimes it's the game we play, and the other thing was 
that you want to align yourself with visionaries of the same sort of topics, mm-hmm. of empowerment, whatever it is. So you want to align yourself with, with those people. As I said, the first two books I did were only marketing purposes. It right. was the beginning. It was the beginning. That brought me credibility. And the latest book, If I'm So Smart, Why Can't I Get Rid of This Clutter, has added to that because I had a reviewer uh, post on a blog that she had read my book, and all of a sudden, Angela, this reviewer, was getting comments from people from Africa, from Germany, from Australia, because she knew a lot of other people. So all of a sudden, the book is now being visible, even the title, in all these different countries. Mm -hmm. So you never know who's going to be looking at your book when uh, when you want to review. Right. That took me to wanting to take it a step further with credibility, and I wanted to use more of the speaking platform and TV, and how was I going to do that? But I needed to get on TV. So that happened... And um, now I can very truthfully say, as featured on ABC, NBC, uh, ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox News affiliates across the the um, the nation. So that's another part of the puzzle when it comes to book launches. Mm. Interesting. Okay. And then you said um, in terms of building a platform, does that include growing your list or growing yeah. your Facebook fans? Or what What does a platform mean to you and what do you want from a platform? Um, a platform means to me that you have to take steps. The first step is for people to know who you are. You've got to have that website. That's crucial. You have to do social media. That's next. You need to become known, whether or not you do free speaking engagements or not. That's up to you. But the more you do, the more people will find out about you. One of the best things that you can do to get known is to link yourself up with a nonprofit organization. And by that, I mean you volunteer. You volunteer with a national organization. They're going to promote you, and you in turn are absolutely promoting them. That's and a win-win that's something situation. that feels good, right? Absolutely. What, what, who, do you have a group that you've spent some time promoting? 
Um, I have promoted Full Circle Project where um, athletes go and give a month's time in uh, third world countries. And oh, I wow. help some athletes, skiing athletes, do this. And they give a month's time of um, free labor, free sweat. They live on floors, but they believe in giving back because they have been so fortunate in the skiing world to um, be successful, and they really feel that they want to give back. That is wonderful. Yeah. Well, I always ask people in our last few seconds here um, just to talk finally about what was different than you expected uh, with your book. So what was different for you? Um, What was different for me? Um, I think I I expected more more book signings to be made for me than my having to create them. Mm Mhm. Um. I I I thought I would have a better handle on people who bought the book so I could grab their email. Mm, Um, That's a tricky one. It's really tricky. It's really tricky. You're only going to get what they provide. And and Amazon's not going to give you the list. Not happening. Yeah. Just not happening. Lots of surprises, lots of hard work, but it sounds like lots of upside, too. So, Sally, I... So appreciate your time today. How can people find you? They What's can find me on Sally S A L L I E Felton Lifecoach dot com. And if they've got any questions at all and want further further um, help or tips, they can just just uh, send me a contact, and I'll get back to them. Perfect. Okay, sallyfelton.com, sallyfeltonlifecoach.com. Sally, it was so great to talk to you today, and I know we'll talk to you soon. Oh, Angela, thanks, and I'm glad you're doing what you're doing. Yay, take care. (laughs) Okay, bye-bye.